are again talking about coaching. And today, as always, I'm here with Sebash and Yannick. Hi, guys. Hello. Hey. Cool. So today we've got a question that was sent in by S.Y. Um, I'm going to read out the question. It's, I feel like a fraud sometimes when I'm coaching others on topics that I personally struggle with. I know my coaches are the expert of their own life and I am not a mentor but can't help feeling a little ashamed slash fear of being judged when I am not at a flourishing, thriving state. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, it immediately uh, resonated when I saw it because uh, there's a particular area that I feel uncomfortable coaching people on, which is dieting mm. and exercise. Um, you know, I you used to be in really good shape. <laughs> I used to do lots of exercise. Uh, I've never really eaten that well, but you know, it often doesn't matter so much when you're younger. Um, so I have my own kind of history with why that is. And I understand, you know, why I struggled with healthy diets. Um, exercise also didn't have fantastic role models, um, but I always liked moving my body. Um, and that was, uh, yeah, at some point, the kind of some of this fell apart because uh, of some injury and then some other issues, and then the pandemic hit. And since the pandemic hit, I wasn't really leaving the house much anymore because uh, my work was 100% from home. And so things kind of deteriorated. I've never quite been super good with setting new habits in a strategic way and just getting over myself, getting things done. I often rebel against myself in these kind of things. So yes, um, I I'm, uh, have more weight than I would like to, and I really struggle with recreating an exercise routine. And whenever this kind of topic came up in existing clients, it's absolutely fine because they're different to me. And it doesn't matter what works or doesn't work for me. You know, I need to just hold that space for other people to figure this out. You know, but I definitely resonate with the Oh, you want something that I really struggle with. And I don't feel like I, on some level, I feel I should have my ducks in a row and I should have figured this out and I should be better at this before I help somebody else do it. You know, but then I also know very much that, that, that I don't need that. Right. So that's kind of my initial thoughts, just kind of resonating with the, oh yeah, somebody wants something that I don't have or that I struggle with creating? Um, do I have what it takes to help them get that? Don't they think I'm a fraud? Uh, do I think I'm a fraud? So I don't, but I could see why someone else might. You know, the question often is offered that, well, if you go to some, some support to, uh, you know, lose weight or exercise, you know, who would you rather pick? A coach who's, you know, in tip-top shape uh, or a coach who's a bit overweight. You know? So I see why there's a, a sense of trust that doesn't quite start off on the right foot. So I, I get it that you know some coaches want to at least appear to have all their ducks in a row. But man, everybody comes with stuff. And uh, most of the time, the reasons why this person doesn't have their ducks in a row on this particular thing, it probably doesn't really matter to that person that's asking them. Hmm. That was really interesting to listen um, to, to hear how you kind of relate to that situation. Um, and as I was kind of like thinking about, yeah, my my own experience with that. So yeah, it felt like what came up was quite different. It made me think of what we just finished another episode on. We were just talking about kind of um, lots of coaches reading a lot of kind of self-help books. 
Um, and Seva kind of shared how, how he saw it, that it's a tendency to maybe want to gain more expertise so that we can help our clients. And I was thinking like, yeah, that's probably part of it too. But actually, I think I enjoy those books because a part of me feels that as a life coach, I owe it to my clients to kind of be as perfect as possible in myself, which relates back to this subject, because for example, procrastination is an interesting one and one I personally struggle with, but it's a topic that often comes up from clients who come to coach with me. The interesting thing is because I'm so conscious of my own procrastination, I'll have read a lot of self-help books on it. And ironically, though, I still struggle with the procrastination, I have a lot of hopeful uh, hopefully useful information to share with my clients on their issue. At least I have that information in the background of my mind when they're talking to me about it and can draw upon it. So even though, yeah, it's not a skill I've mastered myself, I, I don't then feel out of depth to kind of talk to a client about it. And the best thing about it is I actually, I can recognize that though it's a weakness in me, they don't necessarily share that weakness and might have be more resourceful than me in overcoming it. So then being able to actually even share their learning or gain or both kind of contribute to the conversation in, in learning together is quite cool. So I don't know. I, I just thought that's quite a different um, experience to what you were sharing, Yannick. Yeah, I think this is a really, really great question. Because I think, and I, I look at it very, very different than I used to look at it. So one, one of the things for me, feeling like a fraud, it really motivates me to work harder, to work harder on my, like to become a better coach and to work harder, like I think it's similar to what Nikki says, like work harder to improve myself, which I think, from one, on the one side can be healthy, can be useful, but it's also like slowing down to looking like, why am I doing this, right? Mm. We create a lot of pressure on ourselves to like, oh, I need to have myself together, right? And, it, like, and then feeling like almost like embarrassed, like, and like, oh my God, like if, if, if there was like a big brother camera here, like my clients would, wouldn't hire me, right? <laughs> and I think just slowing down to that, right? That, Feeling like, so what I wrote down is like, feeling like a fraud is okay. But I think what, what's the important part is that, you know, we want to be mindful of how we bring that into the coaching space. You know, how we bring those feelings and the stories because then can get in the way of holding the space for the client. I think that's why, again, coach, having your own life coach or having a supervisor is so important because then you can work on that stuff. And it doesn't mean that you, you need to be perfect, but you can work on your own feelings and our own stories right and 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 park that it's easy to park that when you're actually working on it right mm -hmm. i think when you know I, i've had that feeling before yannick is like oh you know what i'm not fit so i can't help this person this weight and the more the more i the more present i got to that and the more i started actually working on that story myself more i started seeing that hey you know what is my coaching skill even there's been times where I struggled in my own relationship and I've helped people transform their relationship by just getting really present to what's what's in front of me, what's in there in that space. And sometimes also being okay to just share, like, hey, this is not an area where, you know, and, and that that for me is like empowered vulnerability. Not saying like, hey, you know what, like I suck at this area, but I can help you. But it's like, hey, this is an area where I'm focused on myself. 
Um, but I can see that, you know, that there, there are some things that we can look at that could be really helpful. Also, it comes back to that, that idea, right, that the client usually has answers within them, right? And I think the more we can park our stuff, the more neutral we can show up, the more we can actually see that, the more we can connect the dots that it's, it's, not, the, it's not that we need to bring those. We don't need to give them all the answers. We don't need to give them all that advice and say, well, this is what I did. Yeah, and I think that's what it comes back to. And I think I popped up in the last episode as well, right? Uh, if you're the kind of coach who uh, advertises or themselves or presents themselves as someone who knows stuff, who's an expert on something, who has good information, who has guidance, you know, more of a mentoring, consulting, teaching, sharing information kind of coach, let me coach you through this, you know, then, yeah, you, I, I think you need to have done whatever you're helping other people with successfully yourself. But if you're not that kind of coach, then you don't really need that, right? I, I'm really good at holding space for people to figure things out. And if they want to figure out how to lose weight or how to get into an exercise routine, chances are their process has nothing to do with mine. Mm. You know, chances are something that hasn't worked for me is going to work a treat for them. Chances are that something that has worked super well for me is not going to do anything for them, you know, because we're all different. So if they're very similar to me, or at least they seem so, they're still probably going to be very different. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think I need that. Yeah, I need that information. I need to have, have had that personal success story. What's it? I'm thinking about, well, what, what is a fraud, right? I think I'm only a fraud if I pretend something that I'm not. And if I'm quite transparent and I don't need to tell them, oh, the thing that you're doing, just letting you know, I've been struggling with that for years and it's not going anywhere. Eh, maybe not the kind of confidence you want to inspire in the coaching approach. Uh, so if you don't say anything, does that mean that you're a fraud? I think if you're implying that you've done this successfully yourself, then yes. You know, or if you're saying so, or if it comes across on your website, but I see way too many coaches being so weighed down by feeling they need to be this perfect individual, you know, at least in these areas that they, that they have decided to niche on. Uh, and I really, I really think that's, you know, it's painful to see because, you know, they don't necessarily need that depending on what coach they want to be. So uh, if you feel like you're a fraud, have that conversation with yourself, uh, maybe have a good look at um, what am I pretending to be or not? Or what story am I telling myself about that? Or what story am I telling other people about what I can and cannot do? And does it really matter? How can I present it in a way or how can I be transparent in a way that still maintains the trust and the confidence in the space that you're providing? Nice. I really enjoyed that. It was just making me think like, you know, sometimes in a session when maybe something hits a nerve and we kind of, yeah, like maybe feeling insecure or out of your depth for not being able to, to have mastered that area that your client's trying to work on. I think what really helps me to snap out of that quickly is to remind myself of that simple saying, I can't remember who in which book said it, but rem re remember, it's not about you. Like, so I say to myself, Nikki, it's not about me. And then I can park the judgment. And I think that's what yeah. it comes down to, right? We're judging ourselves in that situation. So that's a great and fast way to, to park my judgment in case that's helpful for anyone else. 
Great. Uh, Sivash, anything you would add before we close this? Um, no, I think I, I mentioned it, but you know, looking looking again at that question, I think that that part around shame and, and fear of being judged is probably the more important part. Right? Mm -hmm. the, fraud, the fraud part will come up, you know. Um, but again, it's, it's looking at that, like what is creating that? What is the what's the story underneath that? Because that, that shame again can reduce your professional self-esteem, right? And it can it can it can stop you from really, you know, from really showing up in that coaching space and being useful to the other person. So again, I think it's the important part here is for me, for me, I think the important part here is just really looking at how it's affecting who you are in this coaching space. And, and by the way, like, you know, I've been through phases where I've been even to kind of like, um, you know, you know, like where I've been able to disconnect, disconnect from who I am outside in my personal life and who I am in, in my professional life. And, you know, and I think, I think that's another thing that, you know, I'm not, not saying like, we don't want to do this all the time, of course, because then it can become, can become unhealthy. Right. But I think that's another thing that as coaches, we can learn from, like, we can look at, you know, you look, you look at a dentist, a dentist can have like a big fight, you know, with a partner and then still go to the job and do the job. Right. And I think one of the things that we do a lot as coaches is, you know, we just like, yeah, sometimes I think there's as coaches, what we do is we, we, we find it hard to like lean into being the professional coach. And I don't know if that makes any sense, but it's just, you know, sometimes I think we just need to like look at, okay, you know what? Mm -hmm. I'm putting my professional hat on, right? You know, like Nikki said, it's not about me. I'm, I'm showing up in this space, you know, like in the next few hours, this is, this is my, this is my work. I'm here for my clients. And of course, like, we don't want to just be, we want to completely disconnect that. That's where we want to go to our supervisor. We want to go to our coach, right? And actually say like, hey, this is what's been coming up. Mm. Right? If you, right? if you shit at the door. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's finding, yeah. finding that balance, right? That you, you got a bit of, you got some emotions coming up, you know, you got some, some of that feeling coming up. Show up. Because that's, I think like, it has that positive effect, right? You see like, hey, you know what? Yeah, I just had like shit coming up in my life, but I just had this most amazing session with my client. Yeah. I was able to just part that and just be really present. Now let's go, let's go back and take care of that. Yeah, yeah, and that's, I mean, that's a skill that we can learn, right? So I always make at least a few minutes before my sessions where I can just acknowledge what stuff I'm bringing you know, what's going on in my life. I have stresses and pressures and, you know, there's occasional conflict here or there, or I'm just like, you know, I had a bad parenting moment or something like that and uh, not feeling great about myself right now. But then just take all of that stuff, put it in your box, put the box in the corner, acknowledge that it's there and that in some way it probably will find its way into the session if you allow it, you know, and then, you know, if I in this, find myself in the session, get feeling something, I can then make a decision. Why am I feeling this? Is this created in the space between us and it's relevant to my client? Or mm -hmm. is this stuff that's going on in my life right now that I decided to leave at the door, you know, as best as I can? 
Uh, and if I'm getting annoyed or impatient because, you know, they're just reminding me of how my wife argued a point earlier, then, you know, that I'm going to put that back in my box and I can really be present with this client. Mm. So it's not about, well, forget everything that's going on in your life while you're tuning into your clients. But like nobody has all their ducks in a row. Nobody's perfect. Everybody's got shit going on. You know, and it comes in phases as well. Like, are you just going to stop coaching because you're going through something? I don't think that's going to help your clients, you know? And if you feel unable to coach because it's just so distracting, then yeah, maybe pause um, if you really feel you can't leave that at the door. But that's why it's so important to learn that skill. And feeling like a fraud is definitely something I take to supervision or coaching or therapy or whatever it might be if it's persistent and aggressive. You know, uh, but in my experience, you can work through these kind of stories and create better stories. And then it really allows you to be present with your clients because otherwise you're going to be distracted. Nice. Like that a lot. Cool. Let's leave it here then. Thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you for being with us today. I appreciate your commitment to learning and growing as a coach. Just a few things before you go. First of all, we're doing this for you. So if there's anything you'd like us to talk about, do send us a question. Secondly, we're not doing this for profit. So we rely on your support to help us reach as many coaches as we can. So if you can send this episode to a friend or tell a fellow coach uh, about what we're doing here, maybe you can subscribe or leave us a review or even support us on Patreon. Um, that would be amazing. And lastly... You can find us across all major platforms. So uh, whether you like to watch or you like to listen or you like to download episodes and listen to it uh, in your car while you're driving through somewhere with no internet, uh, you can do so too. Um, and that's it from us. Thank you and I hope to see you next time.